Welcome to Literary Speaking with Crystal Lee Quibell. Literary Speaking is the author's guide to writing and publishing, sharing tips and tricks for aspiring authors. Crystal Lee's expert guests will bring you the latest information on how to write and publish your book into being. Are you ready to tell your story? Here's your host. Welcome to Literary Seeking. I'm your host, Crystal Lee Quibel, and today we're talking with Laura Lee Abbey. Laura Lee is the author of The Rush, which is available now through Kindle Singles on Amazon. She's written for publications like Cosmopolitan, Salon.com, Upworthy, and BuzzFeed, and that's only a few that she has written for. She also runs the popular online resource for the modern lesbian bride called Two Brides to Be. The book version is forthcoming with Archer Books this fall. Laura Lee, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. No problem. You wrote The Rush and you've also contributed to all of these major publications and you write very honestly about your life as a lesbian, your marriage, and sort of the fear you had in sharing your life with the world um, and just the worry you had about being judged, you know, writing so openly. And I'm just curious how you broke through that fear and wrote about your most vulnerable stories. I think that when I really evaluated what I was afraid of, um, for instance, maybe admitting that I met my wife in my college sorority, I realized that I was just shaming myself for not being perfect. And that's crazy, right? Like none of us are perfect. Um, and I want, I want to read pieces written by people who aren't perfect and who I can relate to. And so I figured if I want to read that, why not write it? And I'm not alone in these experiences. There's other people who are going to connect to this. Um, so once I kind of accepted that, I realized that it was being afraid is a silly reason not to do something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were some really fantastic comments on these by a lot of other women who could relate to your story and sort of, you know, there was this fear that you said you were fear of being judged for not being, you know, the gold star lesbian, let's say, and people really related to you. So did you realize when you wrote these that there would be such a tremendous amount of supportive feedback? Not at all. Um, you know, you kind of convince yourself <laughs> if you're saying anything a little out of the ordinary that everyone's going to hate you. Um, but the best part about living my life publicly and writing about my marriage, my relationship is been the feedback from this diverse audience of women who can really relate to me. And a lot of them are not in a position to, to voice, to have their voices heard and to put themselves out there. And so knowing that they're reading about my life and feeling like, oh, someone out there is ex- is having similar experiences and she's not afraid. Maybe I don't need to be afraid. It's so humbling and just wonderful to hear from these people. And that is the absolute best part for me. So, I mean, you you wrote so honestly about everything and you've got so many articles, you know, they're listed on your website, lauraleeabby.com. Um, and I highly recommend everybody check them out because they were just, they provided such a great perspective from the point of you coming out and then getting married. And even on your honeymoon, I, I'm sure there's always this fear of rejection. Uh, all writers have it. And, you know, we kind of know that our book or article might not be accepted on the first or second or sometimes even the third try. Did yeah. you have any of your work rejected? How did you handle that? Not only if I had my work rejected, I still have my work rejected on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. it really comes down to perseverance and 
truly believing that there's someone out there who wants to read my writing. And, you know, there's instances where I've pitched one publication and been rejected, and then I've gone for an even bigger and better publication and been accepted. So it's really not doubting yourself and knowing I've worked hard on this and I believe in this and there's someone out there who really wants this. But rejection is just comes with the territory and I try to brush it off as often as possible and just move on. Great. So do you find, I mean, is there sort of this, um, I don't know if I'm wording it the right way exactly, but when you first start submitting stuff to places like Cosmopolitan and BuzzFeed and Salon.com, you kind of have to have a thicker skin. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And so is there, I mean, is there a, a way that we can kind of give our listeners some advice when you're doing this, like sort of a step-by-step of how you go through the process when you write these articles and submit them um, that could help them to understand the process and know, you know, how they should be doing it as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think I have learned to write and rewrite my pitches. A clean pitch can really make all the difference between acceptance and rejection, not being too wordy, not beating around the point, really finding the best editor for the piece. So many publications now have LGBT sections or editors, and so as often as I can, I'll reach out to them. Even if I'm writing something that I wouldn't consider LGBT, well, hey, I'm writing about my life. I have a wife, so it kind of falls Mm -hmm. under that umbrella. Um, So really finding the right publication And doing your homework, pitching a piece to a publication that just ran a story on the same subject is is not going to be accepted. Um, So kind of doing all of that preliminary work and then writing the best possible pitch and sending it out and knowing that even sometimes you do that, it's still not going to work out. There's going to be those times that it does, and it feels so incredible. Great. Great advice. And, I mean, what really was it? You're, I mean, it's really the rush when I, I read it last week. It's really sort of inspired by your own journey. And so was that the inspiration for it to base it on your life um, with your wife and coming out with your parents? And Yeah, I think that, you know, for so long, people would ask me how my wife and I met because we've been together for many years. And I would kind of be shy in telling them, like, hey, we were in the same sorority. Oops, we we fell in love. And so it kind of, again, with, you know, not being afraid to be vulnerable and put your voice out there, it just became, this is a story. I know other women have lived this. Um, And this is my story, really. I want to be the one to tell it and to say, hey, I absolutely made mistakes. I wasn't perfect. I'm not perfect now. And you can still have these experiences and live them and share them. And I think in sharing it, it was just my way of you know, sending the message out there that it's okay. You you don't need to have the perfect fairy tale relationship. You don't need to have everything figured out. You can make some messes along the way. That's that's what I really found. It was really nice to see how vulnerable you were in sharing all of the ups and downs from the very beginning until, you know, you finally came together. <laughs> Thank Every- you're welcome. Well, everyone, you're listening to Literary Speaking with Crystal Lee Quibel, and today we're talking with Laura Lee Abbey, author of The Rush, columnist and creator of Two Brides to Be. When we come back, we're going to discuss how to submit your work to popular publications like Cosmopolitan and how to publish an Amazon Kindle single. Tweet with us at WriterCrystal with the hashtag The Rush. We'll be right back. 
Your story is begging to be told. But do you know where to start? Crystal Lee Quibell is dedicated to helping you achieve your book publishing dreams. Go to crystalleequibell.com. That's crystalleequibell, Q-U-I-B-E-L-L.com. And sign up for Crystal Lee's newsletter today. Welcome back to Literary Speaking. I'm your host, Crystal Lee, and today we're continuing our conversation with Laura Lee Abbey, author of The Rush and the forthcoming book with Archer, Two Brides-to-Be. Laura Lee, you wrote The Rush and published on Amazon Kindle Singles. Could you maybe share with our listeners what exactly a Kindle single is? Sure. A Kindle single is it's an ebook that's published through Amazon. It's specifically intended as a shorter format, maybe a novella-length nonfiction or long-form journalism. Um, so it kind of covers that there's this no-man's land for so many writers that something maybe is too long to be an essay and too short to be a full-length book. And so Kindles really, Kindle singles really take care of that. That's really cool. So how does the process work when you, when you come to publish? So you approach Amazon um, and let them know that you want to do a Kindle single. Yeah, you can actually submit your work um, for a single via the Amazon website. And then my experience from there, I was paired with an editor and we worked together to get the work where we really wanted it to be. That's great. So for this, I mean, I think, do they do they give you an editor or do you have to have mm. your work kind of polished up and ready to go? Mine was, my the rush went through so many different, I mean, it was much longer and then much shorter, and so it it was a long process for me. Um, but, no, I worked with great editors there who really helped me um, make it the best story it could be and really hone in on, on the story I was trying to tell. So um, I actually started – I didn't submit this, this story to Amazon. I was approached by one of their editors um, who was like, you should really write this um, this story about – your relationship. And so it kind of just started out of nothing from there. Mm-hmm. So we, we worked together. It was a real collaboration. So when they approached you, had they, you know, you, had they seen your website or some of your work? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've been talking about rejection. I had, um, I had actually sent in, submitted something completely different for a Kindle single and I got the rejection email, and then a couple of days after that, one of the editors said, you know, this wasn't right for us, but I read some of your other writing and checked out your website, and I really think we should move forward with this other idea. So the rejection was a blessing. Absolutely, and really, I mean, I think it's good for other writers that are listening to keep in mind, you know, if you graciously accept a rejection, you don't know when they're going to come back and say, we'd really like to hear this story from you and publish that. So it's always, you know, really wise to thank them and make sure you keep your ties friendly because it is, I mean, it is hard to take rejection. You do take it a little personally at first, but um, overall, and most of the writers that have been on the show have all said, you know, rejection's inevitable, but it always seems to lead to something bigger and better. Um, And did you find, do you, I mean, I know we're kind of backtracking slightly talking about submitting articles and that, but because they saw some of the articles on your website, do you make sure that you have a ghost editor before you um, submit your articles to Cosmo and Upworthy and and those types of places, or do they provide somebody for you? I've always been provided with an editor. You know, I try to 
to submit the cleanest. Um, I never send them my first draft, but um, they'll always edit with me. So that's that's been really nice. That's great. And, I mean, you've got all these, uh, you kind of have a, a, a few things going on. You've got all these great articles on your website. And then you've also been on reality TV, which is very interesting. You were on the first season <laughs> of Newlyweds with your wife. What was that experience like? Did you take a lot of that and build your writing through that process to be able to write about it? Yeah, absolutely. We were actually, we were the second season of Newlyweds the first year on Bravo. Um, and it was kind of, it's a, it was very similar. The decision to do that was similar to why I write. And it was visibility, really, putting, you know, my relationship, my wife and I were comfortable being in the public eye and letting people see, like, hey, um, this is what gay marriage can look like. It's, it's pretty normal. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, it's any adventure is an excuse to write about. So just gave me some fuel. And then from there, you kind of you've launched Two Brides to Be, which is this website for the modern lesbian bride to plan their wedding. And and so now there's a book coming out of the same name. So really, it sort of morphed into this really cool thing that brought you back to writing. Would you mind sharing a little bit about the book with us? Of course. So the website began when I was planning my own wedding, and this was only a few years ago, but I felt really neglected by most of the mainstream publications and wedding blogs. So my solution was to just start my own and create this style guide with planning resources and tips and advice and um, interviews with industry professionals, gown designers, musicians, officiants. And the book kind of seemed like an obvious next step, and it would meld my own story with this practical advice of wedding planning Um, and it's really not your typical wedding guide it's kind of fun and honest and we look at different aspects you know you can say okay planning a two-bride wedding is really the same as planning any other wedding sure but you're having your lesbian wedding kiss for instance for a lot of same-sex couples that's their first kiss in front of some of their family and it's a big deal so you know there's a chapter on that let's talk about that what is it like is it awkward do you have to practice What does a first dance look like between two women? Um, So I just think it's time for this sort of thing to be out there so that when you're planning, you don't feel alone. The wedding industry is this huge industry, and there should be something there for every kind of bride. And that's what I felt I was providing. Absolutely. I think it's so important because, I mean, as much as we'd like to think that there has been this sort of progression and that people are very accepting, you know, there is this really vulnerable point in in planning a gay wedding and knowing, you know, who do we invite? You know, do I invite my uncle who may be homophobic or do I not invite them? You know, there's all these different issues. So I think it's really important to have that for, you know, for the modern lesbian bride. And, And especially I think it's just doing such a big service for everybody to be able to share your story both with the rush and, you know, with the two brides to be, I think it's fantastic. What do you think? Thanks. Is the, I feel really lucky to do it. Oh, good. Well, what do you think is the best advice you ever received about writing for you? Um, gosh, I so much great writing advice from all my years of schooling. Um, I think the most obvious one is rewriting. Editing isn't fun, um, but that's what takes the writing from this mess of words to a coherent, maybe even intelligent piece of work. Um, 
So that's advice that, you know, is initially really hard to take. It seems so simple and obvious, like edit and rewrite. I get so attached to paragraphs or sentences or scenes in my writing. And sometimes, you know, I have to raise a glass and say, that's great. And it's really close to my heart. um, And now I'm going to cut it. So I Mm -hmm. think that was great advice. And I also had a professor in grad school who said something along the lines of, Writing shouldn't be cathartic for the writer. It should be cathartic for the reader. And um, that's something that's always kind of kept me honest, thinking about who's reading this and and what it is they're going to take from it. Yeah, writing should be cathartic for the reader, not for the writer. That's great. Um, Do you have a daily writing routine that you really sort of stick to when you're you know, when you're writing your books or does it change up as you do articles? Do you have a sort of routine that you stick to that keeps you on track? It does change up. Um, I'm a terrible writer in this way that I, you know, some people spend the same three hours every morning getting a certain type of writing done. Um, I kind of, I, I make sure I'm doing it. And a lot of times it needs to be me getting out of my house. I have a friend from grad school and we meet weekly and we just sit in a coffee shop for an entire day and we just write and we bounce ideas off of each other. Um, So those sorts of, um, those sorts of behaviors really help me get writing done. So it's really, I mean, I think I would say, but would you say it's important to have, you know, writer friends or a little writer's group that you can really kind of commune with one another and say, hey, like, can I read this and get your feedback? And Absolutely. I mean, I'm a little bit like shy and awkward. Um, so even when I was in grad school, I I wasn't really trying to to make mm-hmm. friends and then I realized we need to be networking and we need to be supporting each other and so being part of writers groups or having other people who are like-minded and working on you know working on their own writing it's supporting each other really helps helps your own work and helps theirs too so it's a win-win excellent Laura Lee what do you think your vivid life looks like my vivid life is candor and confidence I am a purveyor of imperfection. I'm flawed, but I'm confident, and I strive to be my best self and make my voice heard. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, Laura, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. We had a great chat today, and I'm really excited to see your newest book, Two Rides to Be, coming out this fall with Archer Books. Thank you so much. It was really wonderful being here. Great. Laura Lee Abbey can be found online at lauraleeabbey.com. That's Laura Lee, L-E-I-G-H-A-B-B-Y.com. You can purchase her book, The Rush, on Amazon now. Join us next time on Literary Speaking for more tips and tricks on how to get your work published as we speak with author Meredith Moran about her new book, Why We Write About Ourselves, a collaboration of famous memoirists and what happened after they spilled their secrets to the world. Please make sure you visit crystalleequible.com and sign up for my newsletter for an opportunity to win free books every month and receive special announcements. I'm your host, Crystal Lee Quibble. Thank you for tuning in. 
Thank you for listening to Literary Speaking with your host, Crystal Lee Quibell. To start discovering how you can begin telling your story, go to crystalleequibell.com. That's crystalleequibell, Q-U-I-B-E-L-L.com. And sign up for Crystal Lee's newsletter. Join us again next week for more advice from your favorite authors and publishing professionals.